A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Arts House. sitting somewhere and hearing somebody play the piano in the background. I can't wait. You know, that's an example there now of how somebody at a piano can get so many variations out of basically four phrases. <laughs> but I love that tune. That is, of course, the holly and the ivy. Now I can just imagine the two of us sitting down in Hayfield Manor listening to somebody tinkling oh, away notions. on the piano <laughs> in the background. But listen, we, we, normally we'd be just sitting there that. reading a book. But every year we try to visit a local bookshop and get advice from one of the booksellers about gifts for Christmas. And the way that we buy books this year has changed so much with small bookshops becoming online businesses out of necessity. So this year we checked in with, with McCroom's Joan Lucy, who runs Vibes and Scribes on Lavitt's Key, and she went through a load of books with Elmarie. 2020, a very different year, Joan, for readers, 
authors and booksellers for every sort of thing. I think a lot of people tried to escape into books this year. I think authors maybe tried things that they hadn't experienced before or tried new storylines or managed to get things over the line when they were all in lockdown. But for booksellers, oh my God, how did you cope? Well, I suppose one of the things we did do is we did put books online. We had a crafting supply, buysandscribes.ie, an online business anyway, which was very busy. But then we decided we better, it was something I thought I'd never do. I thought we'd never be able to compete with the Amazons and the big companies That's of the it, world yeah. on selling books online. But we just made the decision with the second lockdown and we put all our books online and they're selling and we're really pleased. But then partly I feel the success of it is to do with local support and people are supporting their own, which we really appreciate. Now, I suppose as an independent cork business for years, we're very conscious about we've been supported by local people all the years. And now they've supported us online when we're selling our books online as well. So it is a great start to selling books online and you just have to go with the flow. People feel very passionately, don't they, about their own local bookshops and very protective of them. And I'd say, you know, you're quite a community of booksellers around the country who did make that leap and had the sort of conveyor belt of people packing and stamping and wrapping and managing the whole lot in the background. But here we are at Christmas now and, you know, all year people have been buying books for themselves. This is the time of year when everyone goes out and buys books for other people as well and so buying a book for somebody else when it's maybe not your taste in particular fiction is hard to to transfer to somebody else we kind of spread the net a bit wider through various other genres don't we and there's a big emphasis this year on like you said supporting local with local bookshops like yourselves but also supporting cork authors that's been the interesting thing that there's a very nice collection of cork books is what i'd call cork books and the one train running through the mall is they all have fantastic photographs. Now, Gods by the Lee, a Neptune basketball club story. Now, I'm sure anybody who's in any way involved with basketball would want to look up to see the photographs as bound to be in it, as well as all the great stories. And that has been really popular. Then, Ordinary Women in Extraordinary Times. This is the Shandon Area History Group brought that out together and now these are beautiful photographs of women and beautiful stories and that has been very very popular it's 11 cock women in the revolutionary years I mean, and, and that is a real gift for you wouldn't have to worry about what the person's interest was Yeah, you could give that now then Cork Harbour through the time Kieran McCarthy and Daniel Breen yes. again that has been selling very nicely and full of wonderful photographs and again all of these books are ones that you can pick up and read a half page and look at a photograph and put it down again. You don't have to even settle in for a big read. And that one as well, I suppose, it's only the other day, Connor and myself were driving around going, the quays and the harbour of Cork are undergoing such change at the moment. We're living through the historical change that's happening right now. So books like that are so, so interesting. I love it. And they're showing older photographs and newer photographs. And then if you feel like reading a little more, Cork Burning by Michael Linehan. Now, it's last year's book, but it's very relevant this year, of course. And like it gives you, as well as the beautiful but very sad photographs, it gives you a grasp of what happened and some of the details. And again, you could pick it up and read half a page or a page and grasp a bit of knowledge, or you could read it all in one sitting. Then one of the things, as you say, when you're struggling to find a book as a gift... One of the things we found very popular last year is Blind Date with a book. <laughs> and, and the idea is it's wrapped in brown paper with a little bit of red ribbon around it. And the first line of the book is printed on the cover. And you're choosing a book for somebody. You're hoping that you're giving them a chance to read something different that they may never choose. And you are not responsible for the choice as well. And that has been proved very, very popular. I mean, 
it is challenging to pick a gift. But And the other thing that we have found the difference, if you're asking what has changed this year, that cork books, but jigsaws have been enormous. And I am a fanatical jigsaw maker myself, or at least I became one in March when I found sitting at home, I needed something to keep me calm in the evenings when I couldn't go out. So I thought, best find a new hobby. And because of that, we have such a wonderful collection. I fill the house with jigsaws. I have them all over the place. And wow. I would recommend it. If you just don't have the concentration to read for an hour and you want something just to distract you, relax you, that's another great way of relaxing and just moving into another world. And you feel you're actually doing your brain a bit of good rather than just sitting back and letting it all happen to you. You actually have to work a little bit. Now, having said that, in terms of books and finding things that would relax you, Cork Crime really took a big jump this year, didn't it? Yes, indeed. And I just picked two of those now. Louise O'Neill, After the Silence. I have to say, when I started reading at first, I didn't really like the characters that much. But then I saw there was method in her madness as I I first of all said, I'm not sure. But I must say, a very enjoyable read. And it's no harm that you don't always love the characters. And Catherine Ryan Howard, The Nothing Man, the real thriller, you know, you would be staying up late at night to finish that one. So it's nice to see that we have such a wide variety and choices of books and still supporting our own country. This weekend, I suppose, in particular as well, Joan, we're singing so much about the burning of Cork and remembering, yeah. I suppose, this is the decade of centenaries, which all began with the centenary of 1916. And that still continues as such a strong thread of interest for people generally, but also in terms of gift books and commemorative books and there was a good few of those out now weren't there well we have a lovely one actually and it's actually one of our special prices reduced from, sorry to mention the price now from 35 to 7.99 wow. I love prices it's called Portraits and Lives and it is Easter Rising and it is 42 biographies um, telling the story of the rising and its impact and it's, it's it has beautiful etchings black and white etchings it, it, it looks like a book that was maybe published 50 years ago you know it has that look about it it's a real gift and again it's a dipping in and out with plenty of information and I would say this is a sort of book you'd put on your bookshelf and have forever or put on your coffee table and talking about sort of the times we're in and the centenaries another by dear McFerriter The Border The Legacy of a century of Anglo-Irish politics. Wow. And again, very, very relevant now. I mean, that's at 6 So we always have a few bargains put in with the, with the full price books. It's been a year for Irish books, really. Which is tremendous. And this year, I think a lot of people also rediscovered a love of poetry. You know, when we were trying to articulate how we felt about the year, poetry kind of spoke to a lot of people this year. And it really has a little bit of a renaissance going. I actually, one that I picked out here, and I'm going, I sent it to my son in Canada, actually. It's by Stephen Sexton. And it has a beautiful name. If all the world and love were young. And he won the Rooney Prize for his body of work. But he's a young man who lectures in Belfast. He, he was a video game person, if that's what you want to call him. Mm. And uh, like so through the eyes of playing videos and Mario, he writes poetry, but very serious poetry about loss and grief and uh, something we, I, I'd say we can all relate to at the moment. And that would be my poetry book that I would pick for people. Uh, another one, actually, that I loved was the pharmacy poetry book. That was very popular last year. People have been dipping in and out of poetry more. And I think when you're experiencing profound change mm-hmm. and maybe grief, or, 
poetry sort of puts you in touch with your feelings. It completely does. I have yeah. to say, I have a, a whole shelf of poetry books myself and I, I, you know, I would give a lot of books to charity when I'm finished reading them. I never part with any of the poetry stuff mm. that stays here with me. Now, I suppose, you know, one of the reasons I always make sure I'm in a bookshop around Christmas time is buying books for children. You know, I'm a doting auntie and moon tour. So <laughs> everyone yeah. belong to me well, gets right books up. for the children as well and you know you you can't go wrong with any kind of a book really because every sort of a book can be new for a child of whatever age but you told me you had one in particular yeah well there's a great series called the giant irish and it could be and, and this one this particular one i'm going to say is the giant irish science book and it's by professor luke o'neill who has also brought out the adult book of never mind the bollocks here's the science so he's catered for both the young and the old but these giant books and there's one on Irish farms. There's one on lots of different topics. The illustrations are beautiful. They're very much geared towards education through pleasure. The, the child, even the adult, it's a book that an adult could even pick up and learn from. They're big, they're colourful, they, they look like fun and they're full of information, but they're very accessible as well. When I was a small girl, my favourite set of books was a set of encyclopedias. Now, that makes me sound like an awful nerd, right? But it was a particular yeah. set of encyclopedias for children. It was one of those things you could dip in and out of and learn so much in a really child-friendly way. And to this day, they still remain amongst my favourite sets, sets of books. And I think helping a child discover stuff about the world in a, an accessible, fun way like that. It's, some, it's a gift for life. It truly, truly is. And it sound, that sounds like a great series. You know, we, we've completely run out of time that we have this morning, which is killing me because I know there's so Can much more. Can I just more. mention one more? Just go go we'll for go. it, one more. one more. Exiles. Exiles. And it's a book translated, written in the 50s and um, translated into English only recently. It's um, Donal McInerla. And it's about exiles in England. And honestly, a beautiful novel and really is insightful and authentic. So well worth to look at as well. So Exiles is my final recommendation. And <laughs> one, one other thing I would like to say is when you were talking about children's books, I heard somebody speak when I first started selling books and they said, if you give the gift of reading to a child, they will never be bored as an adult. I always remember that. Come here, earlier on, one of the books you talked about was Ordinary Women in Extraordinary Times. And you're definitely one of yeah. those, Joan, uh, as indeed <laughs> are so many of our booksellers in local bookshops in every town. We want to send happy Christmas wishes to all of them for carrying us through the postal service that you set up as well this year. Well done, one and all. And thank you so much, Joan. Thanks a million. Thank you very much. Happy Christmas. And that's Joan Lucy there in Vibes and Scribes. And she mentioned a particular book for basketball fans. And I'm holding a copy of it here right now. And I'm going to give it away to you. If you have a basketball fan in your house who would be passionate about the club that I'm talking about. Jim O'Donoghue wrote the book. It's called My Basketball Memories, Gods by the Lee. It's full of photographs and a nostalgia. And all you have to don't enter this now if you're not a basketball fan or if you wouldn't have any kind of connection with this but if you would and you do text or whatsapp me your name to 0833 96 96 96 and tell me what is the name of the basketball stadium just down the hill from the north mon where it all happened okay um and you can obviously enter for somebody else as well if you want to we'll give that away before nine or before 10 rather so 0833 96 96 96 <laughs> 
Right then, are you looking for an original and educational gift maybe to give for Christmas, preferably created in Cork, also about one of Cork's great landmarks, and not just great fun for kids, but something that brings out the hidden artist in all of us? Colour Me UCC is a colouring book literally just published involving the talents of J.P. Quinn of UCC's Visitor Centre and graphic artist and longtime pal, performer and player Charlie Ruxton, who spoke to me on a sunny afternoon this week about how it all started. During the lockdown and when UCC was closed, I decided that, you know, why don't I do a little drawing? Uh, so I did if you like, a collage or montage, whatever you want to call it, of different aspects of UCC. There was a, the Bull statue. There was a few buildings as well in it. Yeah. And I just did it as a, a cartoon-style drawing. So I put it up as a competition. I had some sort of materials at home that I, was, I, could, I could give as a prize. So that went down very well. People were delighted with it. And I thought to myself, well, why not do a colouring book? As it turns out, a good friend and colleague of mine here, J.P. Quinn, who runs the visitor centre said, yeah. I think a colouring book would be a great idea. So between me thinking of it and him, him mentioning it, yeah. we, we then collaborated, himself and myself, to produce this colouring book, which is called Colour Me UCC. It has all aspects of, of university life in it, you know, like graduation. As I said, they're all kind of cartoon-orientated yeah, yeah, yeah. images. You're actually in UCC at the moment, as we speak. I am. I'm sitting in on my own inside my office. <laughs> Talk, talk about being socially distanced. I, I, there's actually nobody around college at the moment. It's very quiet. Very, very quiet. Nice to get in here, though, because my office is totally separate. And yeah. it's nice to be able to get in and just do a bit of work from here as well. Putting together Colour Me UCC, right? Did this mean that you went on a wander around the university campus and started to look at it in a completely different light? What I did, actually, is I, I used a lot of reference photographs. Say, we have another site here called UPIC. And UPIC has all the photographs you get of UCC. So I went through that. I didn't actually come into college. I wasn't allowed to come in at the time. Yeah. Any photographs that I liked, I freehand sketched, like one of the first illustrations there. It's just an illustration of the UCC crest, which has nice colours in it. But what I was trying to do is I was trying to find images that had a lot of colour in them. You know, because like some of the buildings are grey, therefore they wouldn't have been acceptable yeah. for an actual colouring book, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's what I was doing. I was trying to look for images that had a lot of colour in them. And that's, that's, that's how that came about. It has 20 pages of drawings in it. There's a little section you can draw your own little image of UCC if you wish. The book itself comes with a little packet of colouring pencils. <laughs> Do you know what? It's actually a very simple idea. And I'm amazed it hasn't been done before. And I'd say... There'll be a lot of kids out there that would just find that fairly interesting and adults of certain ages as well because colouring in is actually a very, very therapeutic thing for people to do. It is, it is. And also now, as I mentioned earlier on, JP there, he sort of did little descriptions of each of each drawing. So you get a bit of information about UCC as well, ah, you know. Great. So the kids, the kids would pick up little bits, of, you know, how the crest came about, the collaboration of UCC with Cork City Football Club and... Every single drawing has a description. So, you know, you, you, get a bit of, you get a bit of history, you get a bit of information about UCC while you're colouring as well. Which, you know, it's great, you know. And again, JP was, 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 was great for that, you know. It's fantastic. The beauty of, of the whole thing was that, like, the only people involved was him and me. That was it. Apart from the people who were printing it, Babelfish, I think, were the code who printed it. 
And they printed it also on 100% recycled paper, being a green campus and all that. The interesting thing is people can either purchase it online or they can physically go into the campus, into the visitor centre yeah. and get themselves a copy of it there. You've got a few copies there yourself this morning, so they are available. They are available from today. Excellent. Their cost is eight euro. That's very good. You can also order them online. There is a delivery charge on that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, enough. you can walk in. You, yeah. can, you can walk in TCC if you want to order online. You just literally go into a UCC shop, Google UCC shop. Yeah. There's a couple of tabs at the top there, and you see UCC books and stationery. You go into that. And you go into the stationery section, and the book is on page two of stationery section. Okay. And you can order from there. Now you can do a click and collect as well if you want. You don't have to have yeah. it delivered, you know, so yeah. it'll be there. Well, look, it's a fine day. I recommend people go up to the campus anyway. It's a great place for a good walk. As you say yourself, it looks fairly quiet up there at the moment. Nip into the visitor centre and have a look for yourself. Otherwise, if it's just too far away for you, just go to uccshop.ie. You'll find it in there. I'm glad you thought of that. It's a great idea. A lot of people will remember 2020 for the hardship, but also it will be remembered for a lot of the projects that grew out of the year as a result of people having to, I suppose, find things to do with their time. And a lot of sure. people who are creative, inventive and expressive have done some great things. So good things have come out of this year. And this is just one of them. Sure. And believe you me now, Connor. also, like, it kept me going as well, you know. You In between jobs, I yeah. was sketching, I was sketching. It was fantastic, you know. To come up with 20 drawings, <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to get away with doing 10, but she <laughs> said, no, no, 10 wouldn't be enough. We'd have to do 20. You know, just trying to come up with the concept of what to draw next. Yeah. It was a bit of a challenge as well, and it was a good challenge, you know. Good. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of the type of person who likes a challenge, so it was as far as that's concerned. As a result of that, no. There may be a little storybook produced next year, but Absolutely. We'll, have to see about that. well, we'll follow that story when it comes out. In the meantime, it's Colour Me UCC. Get it in the UCC shop as part of the visitor centre or go to uccshop.ie and you'll find it there with the other books as well. So, Charlie, thanks a million and thanks for your time. Thanks very much, Connor. Really nice talking to you. Thank you. You know, I think there's a series of books there, Colour Me Cork, that Charlie and JP Quinn could work on. And speaking of JP Quinn in the Visitor Centre, his dad is Joe in Ballinlock, and we've a dedication for him after this. Cork's 96FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes Cork. Fresh, flowery and full of taste. It's at the root of what we do. Here's another Christmas hit with your local mace where you're sure to find a friendly smile this Christmas on Cork's 96FM and C103. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow's glistening. A beautiful sight, all oh, we're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is a bluebird here to stay. Is a new bird, he's singing a song as we go along. Walking in a winter wonderland. Well, in the meadow, we can build a snowman. And pretended he is puzzled brown. He'll say, Are you married? We'll say, No, man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid of the plans that we've made. Walking in the winter wonderland. In the manor, we can build a snowman. Until the other kiddies knock them down Oh, when it snows Ain't it thrilling Though your nose gets chillin' We'll frolic and play The Eskimo way Walkin' in winter Happy Christmas to Joe Quinn in Ballinlock with that particular one. Now then. Now, around this time of the year, every year, Elmarie disappears off in the car to Inna Shannon. And I've got the house to myself for a while. <laughs> while she visits Alice Taylor to talk about books at Christmas. And I know that you really missed it this year, Elle. I did. I really did. Sitting into her show, McCune and everything. But anyway. Anyway, Alice's new book is called Books from the Attic. And I can see why Elmarie loved it so much and why sitting down to read it kind of made up for not visiting Alice in person, as she said when she chatted on the phone yesterday. What came in the post by way of compensation was a little journey with you to the attic and into the past. And I love this book. And even the opening chapter, Connor will attest to this fact that I was laughing out loud in the kitchen at recognition of myself in the opening lines, <laughs> recognition of various family members in the opening yes, lines. Yes. I just thought it was wonderful because you you begin this book, which is a journey into, uh, I suppose, the treasures and school books from an Irish childhood up into the attic, welcoming us all to a hoarder's haven. Now, you are kind of a hoarder, but by default, you're more of a custodian is how you describe yourself, isn't it? <laughs> well, I suppose all hoarders like to think that. 
you know, nobody admits to being a hoarder, and we we all give out about them. But I think we're all grateful to them eventually, <laughs> you know, because my mother was a hoarder, Gabriel was a hoarder, Con, who lived with us for 30 years, was a hoarder, and then all these hoarders went off to the library in the sky, and I was left with all these books up in the attic. And, you know, Edinburgh, they were kind of in the back of my mind for a long, long time. I kind of felt responsible to them because these old school books, they were treasures, really. And I think the people that compiled them, they lined our minds with wonderful poems and stories. And I used to go up there sometimes and I'd pick them up. And is there anything that will take you back through the years? Like a poem? You know, I remember, I remember the house where I was born, the little window where the sun came peeping at morn, yeah. or the old woman of the roads, or, you know, the, the Lake Isle of Inish Free, or, and I'd sit down and then I'd read maybe a story about Gwan Sayer or the Salmon of Knowledge, and I'd say to myself, oh God, Alice, you must do something with these old books. But, you know, you, I kept putting it off, I kept putting it off, and at the back of my mind, Elmery, was the thought, when someday I'll go to the library in the sky, what will happen to these old <laughs> Then Could they all finish up inside this skip? Which could happen, because if if I didn't do something with them, why could would I expect the people who come after me who would have no nostalgia connection with them? That's it, isn't it? It's the nostalgia, because there's a lot of emotion, yeah. connection yeah. to the people who owned them, held them, loved them, treasured yeah. them. People who mean so much to us and meant so much to us, yeah. and to whom these books and treasures obviously meant that much that they kept them all their lives as well. Right. It's like earlier on this summer we were having a, a cup of coffee when we were allowed to meet up again outdoors with a couple of Connor's cousins and they were sharing like a book from Connor's great grandmother that she had done in school herself from 1877 and oh my god that just the treasure of seeing it and I know it's only yesterday like literally yesterday Alice I came across one of my brother Dermot's homework copies from senior infants oh. like my mother kept everything and oh now God. I have that as well and I and I think loads of families might be like it and I laughed when in the book you described how you might be in the attic looking for something but you'd come across a book yeah. or something like that and you'd have a little quick peek and you're half an hour later you're still there <laughs> and I, that's totally me that's just yeah. totally me yeah the King Cora reader Elmarie oh. you know the King Cora reader I don't you say yeah beautiful little book and that was a, you know you very seldom got a new book at that time they were handed down mm. within families they were handed around between neighbours because the curriculum was never changed and they got tethered and children wrote on them so you know like you saying the great grandmother's book there'd be little things written on them and of course they would take you back to the Isn't it funny? You know, we look at old books that we maybe we wrote on as children and you look back at your old childhood handwriting and and it really is sort of a connection with that that child or that person that you once were. And I love how in the book you've also included photographs as usual from your own garden. But also, like there's a little page of a book, uh, a picture in one of the books that you coloured in with red crayon and everything. That's that's there. (laughs) And I think everybody has books like that, you know, and a mother or a grandmother that would look back at those sort of things. It has that pure emotional tug at the heart, doesn't oh, it? Yes, it yes. does. There's such 
such a treasure. And I mean, one of my books had my father's writing on it. Now, my father, do you know that generation had kind of what they call copper plate writing? It was divine. Yeah, it was beautiful. And just to see it like. Mm. And we had an old friend, Bill. He lived in the hill behind our house and he used to come every night and teach us our lessons. Now, this was a, a bachelor farmer and uh, he had a patient's job and he taught us the lessons. And there in the midst of my mother's books was a book dated 1907, which was one of his school books. So obviously, you know, in my father's time, someone had got a loan of that book because um, they didn't have a copy. The copies went all around the town ends. They did. And, and you'd, you'd, you might get a copy of a book for school and you'd look into it at the front cover and someone else's name might be written there. Right. And somebody else's name might be written there that who had it before them <laughs> and they might have said like what street they lived on or whatever. It's it's amazing. And you know, you, you describe Bill actually teaching you a, a particular spelling. Uh, you know, that that took over an hour to go through, <laughs> which, which didn't come to you immediately, obviously. But you also like what one of the beautiful things about this book is it's completely interspersed, not just with your memories of the people and the books that you've come across in the attic and the stories that that inspires. But you also include some of the poetry and the stories and the legends that are in those books. And even with Bill, that kind of rings true with another wonderful poem that I love that you've quoted from the master. And still they gazed and still the wonder grew that one small head could carry all he knew. I mean, that's such an often spoken line in my life, I'm telling you, because you've got dipped in and out of Irish history and the legends and connections with nature. And one of the other things I love about this book is there's a beautiful red ribbon bookmarker because it is the type of book that you want to read a poem and let it settle with you. You know, you don't charge through poetry. You let it sink in and you you kind of hug it to yourself for a little while and put it down and you might make a cup of tea and it it lingers with you and by including the little bookmark in it, I found that that was one thing I really enjoyed. It might be a poem I had never come across before or it might have been one that I remembered my mother or my grandmother quoting and I just, whoa, put the book down and let it sit and I loved that oh my god when I saw you also have a photo I don't want to spoil this for people but you have this little photograph included there of the front page of work by Pierce Isagon the Cascale to Ella and whoa that was something now and like that I can't tell people enough how much I loved going through this book and how much it is definitely one of those books I know I will revisit and and come back to and tell people about because it's the story of of all Irish childhoods, yes. you know, and that little book, it was Gabriel to that, because Gabriel was a Gael Gorey. I'm ashamed to admit I am not very well versed in the Irish language. I would have him. Ma- I remember him wearing the, the he had the gold oh, yeah. fania, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he loved Irish. And I was delighted that there was an old, you know, you know the old Irish writing, you know, the, mm. the chevaux and the, the aces and the, you know, that, was, that was beautiful lettering. And I was delighted there was an old copy book and there's a, an example of that in the book of the beautiful old Irish uh, lettering. It was absolutely it was, it was stunning. Gorgeous. When you walk it's stunning. It was like the Book of Kells. I loved seeing that as well because my own mum obviously went to Colossdida down in Dingle and that was Gaelge Galore and even her copy of Hamlet from the Leaving Cert had all her notes written in Irish 
in the copper plate old Irish script oh, yeah. at the side and I thought yeah. mother of God this is one of the books <laughs> I have to keep forever and ever and ever yes. and yes. so what happened with these books no you know what I know what happened with these books because I have gone to the end of the book I'm not going to tell people what's happened to these books because <laughs> you know if this encourages other people to get a box out of the attic and go through it and see what it is there what is there I'm telling you now already, we're only in our house since 2003 and I could spend six months up in our attic with Connor just handing me <laughs> up food and I'd stay there because I've so, so much does wonder the ceiling hasn't come down on top of me. It's called Books from the Attic and Alice, I just absolutely adore it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, congratulations on it. Well, thank you. And I'm glad I have it done because that book was on the back of my mind for years. I thought I must get that done. And now I feel... At least it's out there and and I feel I've done my duty to the books. They're preserved for posterity. Truly, truly a custodian <laughs> is what you have embodied. Alice, thanks so much. And you know what? Yeah. Here's to 2021 when I will be able to come and pest you oh, in the garden yes, or the show yes. McCune about the next book, which I'm sure is underway already. <laughs> <laughs> Six FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes Cork. Fresh, flowery, and full of taste. It's at the root of what we do. Well, of course, besides asking you to shop locally um, with MIG.ie, we're also asking you in particular here on Sunday mornings to support Cork Arts and uh, Cork artists and musicians and that sort of thing. So buying from Cork producers and artists where you can. And of course, also here in the radio station, we are in partnership with Cork Simon this year. So normally you'd have like Christmas jumper days in school or in the office or whatever. We're asking you to kind of do it at home regardless this year and to still make that donation to Cork. Simon, if you can at all possibly please do it, corksimon.ie Now before we go on to our next guest, we're flying out of time I want to say a big hello to everyone who's behind the Christmas concert in the Cork Opera House. They're actually going to stream it for three nights next Saturday, Sunday and Monday and they have a fantastic lineup with Gavin Ring, Magella Colla Karen Underwood, Christiana Underwood little Emma Sophia of the Emma Sophia show who kept us all entertained in lockdown. Oh my god, she's just adorable and Kieran Birmingham as well so you can find out all the details on the Cork Opera House website thrilled to see cameras now into the Everyman Theatre as well John Spillane's Christmas concert a tradition that's going to be streamed the Everyman Sunday Songbook with Andy Williams that's going to be streamed and all the Panto characters are joining us for Once Upon a Time telling you amazing Panto stories reading stories to you having songs and banter and catchphrases and lots of fun and TikTok dancing and everything like that. So check out the Everman Theatre website. I also want to say hello to a couple of... Oh no, I'll tell you what, we'll do our next guest. How about that? And then we'll get onto a, a couple of more books. So we are... Listen, aren't we so incredibly lucky with the writers we have in Cork? And only last week we had the author and playwright Conal Creedon on the programme and the final part of his Second City trilogy of course is airing in The Everyman this Thursday. But this week it's time to talk to his big brother John, one of Ireland's best loved broadcasters on radio and on television. And he's written a book which explores the place names of Ireland. Now, if you've ever loved Brian Friel's translations, you'll know the story of how all our Irish place names were given an official English version. Uh, sometimes true to the phonetic sound of the Irish name, which made them very strange and often far removed from the stories behind the name in the first place. Anyway, John's book is called That Place We Call Home, and Elmarie chatted to him on Friday. 
I know you have roots going all the way back to beyond Glengariff yourself as well. And my mum is from Glengariff. So I would have grown up with names like Kumaknavlig and Rusnasun Sog oh. and these places that just roll around your mouth. And as a child, you just learn them musically. But as an adult, I'm fascinated with where they came from. So this book, I imagine you relished the writing with all your travels around the country. Loved it to bits. Loved it. But even to hear you mention names there, like, I mean, Glen that's a great simple place to start, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the rough Glen. But um, there was another one that always intrigued me around there, just passing by on the way uh, to Glen Garrett was Snav. It's an A-V-E. And I... I, I I researched it and S-N-A-V-E is actually what it says on the tin. It's SNAV as an S-N-A for the M-H. And the reason it was so named is because there was no bridge there and cattle that were going to market in Bantry had to be literally swum, if that's the right term, across the stream there where it enters Bantry Bay. Are and you serious? Where Snav got its name. I kind of assumed it was just a, a, a yet another popular little place for a dip <laughs> besides Paul Gorham. Well, you know, some of them have amazing roots. I mean, we have place names here that are in languages that are now obsolete, so we, we never crack the code. And then circumstances change, so some of them are kind of lost to us forever. For example, if, if you had a place name that, that was given, not written, but given mm. in a language that we don't speak anymore, and if the, you could make a connection if you'd four or five of them, in the same way as you can take the word Ben or Sleeve or Canuck, or knock, and even if you weren't an Irish speaker, you'd make the connection. All the mountains are called knock something or other. So, but unfortunately, there are some of them. They're just lost to us forever. But back around West Cork, where my mom and dad came from, it's the musicality. You said it there. Mm. It's, it's the melody in some of the place names, like Cain Corabula. I mean, <laughs> my, you know, honestly, my heart gives a beat to me. That sounds as exotic as Hawaii. So when I was a little boy, kind of heading west, and I would hear my father and and my, my uncle John, there were two big men and they'd hug and kiss each other when they met. They loved each other to bits, the eldest and the youngest of four boys. And the entire conversation was just so musical. Like, how was he in that Lord? Jesus, right? And, and just all this kind of thing. And then but they would talk about places like that or he's over in Paul and Arrogant. And I'm going, Paul and Arrogant? That must mean the whole of the money. There's treasure there. Come yeah. on, Willie John. Let's yeah. get two shovels to go up and dig it. So that, that there are stories behind the place names and I suppose that's what sucked me in. And all around there, all around in Chiquita, came in E, you know, the path of the deer or the leap of the deer, Tierless Bedoiga, the land of the robins. You couldn't help but be moved. So I thought this was a private passion until I met you because I didn't realize there were two of us. But as they say, Annie Kirog, Kirog, Kirog And it would appear, it's so kind many. of seems that the book, and, and this is something I wanted to do for the longest time, it seems that captured that zeitgeist. It seems like after genealogy, next comes place names because the number of people who have said to me, during the lockdown, I'm only sorry I didn't have you on our holidays up the West because we ran into this place name and that place name. And, and that's actually why I included a small glossary at the back of it, a fairly simple one with all the key words like Schlieff and Bally and Bale and, uh, and all of those. But of course, because they're richer than just the Gaelic tradition, you know, they're, they're, they're strength, Spanish and Huguenot and Palatine connections all over the place, you know. The name of the book, of course, is that place we call home. And it's amazing, isn't it? You know, the couple of questions you 
exchange when you make small talk with a new person, you know, what's your name? Where are you from? Yeah. Straight away we start drawing connections and people carry that place we call home all over the world. I mean, like I'm from Inishannon, there's Bandon down the road, but there's also Bandon in Oregon and there's Bandon in Indiana because we carry those place names and that sense of home and that sense of place with us, no matter where we are. And I was laughing, you know, listening to you there talking about heading off the road. I mean, I know the motorways have taken an awful lot of that from, I think, the children of Ireland. You know, when you and I were small, we didn't have the motorway yeah. to Dublin and we had every single townland and place name and queer signpost yeah. in the dual languages the whole way up the country. And our sense of geography and place and history became quite intertwined just travelling around in the yeah. car. Like, I mean, I, I get resentful, but I find myself dining at Junction 14. Yeah. I know, or, I know. Or, 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 go, or, go, or going the other way, I don't care whether it's Junction 9 yes. or Junction 10. It's hot and jockey to oh. me. It will always be hot and jockey. Osclega <laughs> on Markoch, which means uh, literally the, the horse rider. Yeah. But um, no, there's a beauty and a poetry. Mm. And you're right, there's a kind of, um, there's a 3D kind of sense of place. Absolutely. When you have the place name, what, like, but when I'm crossing Patrick's Bridge, ever since I was a little boy growing up there in the city centre, I was always doing little mini tour guides inside my head. But crossing Patrick's Bridge, I used to often think to myself, just beneath my foot on the footpath, Michael Collins probably walked across here. Can you imagine British soldiers ran across here? Can you imagine Queen Victoria in her carriage went across here during the Cork exhibition? Can you imagine John F. Kennedy went here in this huge open car, you know, not realising he was going to die a few months later. I mean, the amount of history that's beneath our feet in the city or in the countryside or wherever, I've always been kind of sucked in by it. So this was kind of a lifetime brewing. And I, you know something, in a funny way, Elmarie, it's been a very tough year. I mean, you're talking there about bringing our place names with us. My girls are virtually all overseas. I have Martha in Melbourne, who's at the Canterbury wedding twice this year. Oh. I've got Nancy and Meg in Scotland. I have Katie out in Passage West, but that's the south side, so that's foreign to me, right? And, and, and with all of that, with all of that, their interest and their love of home is deepening and deepening by virtue of the fact that they can't get home for Christmas Day. And, mm. But in a funny way, the lockdown, two lockdowns, and it's been a very tough year. Jesus, it's the young couple that I feel sorry for who have, um, you know, taken out a mortgage or are trying to get by in a one-bedroom apartment with a smallie. You know, it's it's been tough going. In my own case, I have to say, at the risk of sounding smug, I've had a grand year. I've managed to stay safe and I managed to get this book out during the lockdowns. And I think the entire arts community in Cork has to be commended as well. Like, but, I mean, yourself and Connor, obviously, you kept the show going. But I'm looking at people like, um, like Ty, Ty Kiki over in Cahoots. He's yeah. still producing the sketches and putting them out. The Everyman, with the online streaming of Cornell's plays there, the, the Second City Trilogy has been going up on Thursday evenings. It's not the same, but it's still light. Liam Heffernan, who I've always loved, and Ricky Deneen, they put their punk project together and they've had three singles released this year. You know, Big Boy Foolish. So it, it, it's gone on the best we can but when when we get that platform and when people have an opportunity to attend events again I think there'll be a gratitude that will be beyond palpable I say it'll be like a tsunami I totally agree and you know the funny thing is I'm, I'm, I'm so delighted to read that you did manage to somehow film 
a series between the lockdowns as well, which is another in the mm. Atlas series, which I'm excited about. Yeah, and funny enough, despite all the restrictions, we were kind of beauty. We would get out in the field, so to speak, in March. But we were we had to hold off, hold off, hold yeah. off, hold off. And eventually we got the green light, I would say, at the end of June. So the country actually looks beautiful in high summer. We've loads of fuchsia and Montbrugia and everything else. Mm. And I did a couple of pet projects. I always wanted to do uh, Buttervent. It's in the book, actually, but Buttervent is fascinating. It's um, it's French. It was the French Norman, became Anglo-Norman, eventually became Hiberno-Norman, the Barry family, who landed in Cork in big, big numbers. They came in with Strongbow, and they were given lands that ran all the way from Buttervent to Fota. And I was going in the gate of Fota one day. I saw the crest on the wall, Boute en avant, strike out while advancing. I thought, Jesus, that, that's not the answer to my yeah. question. <laughs> and that's what it was. It was the motto of the, of the Barry clan. And we literally have Lokra because it's a place that doesn't exist. And I always thought this needs to be done. You know, you won't find it on your GPS. You won't find it on a map. It's a place of the mind. So we went up there and we were playing music in Haysheds and that. So we actually got a great series in the can, despite the fact that everything was so slow, so tedious. No big bonfire community festival stuff. We couldn't do any of that. No Mm -hmm. hot air balloons. But um, I actually think we got a present series in the can there as well for March. I hope, I hope. Looking forward to it. And this particular book, obviously, will be a fantastic companion to any of the travels that anyone is getting to make, whether we're within our own counties or travelling further afield. Like in this book, you've literally gone to pre-Christian times, to the arrival of Greeks in Ireland and where we have those kind of names all the way to the present day. I really can't wait to get my hands on it properly and have a chance to go through it, John, and wish you all the best of luck. I can't believe it's your first book. My God almighty, you've at least another five or six in you. Well, it's a labour Oh, wait for the tell-all. That's on the way. Uh-huh. I can remember. <laughs> thanks <laughs> a million. Listen, thanks so much, Elmer. And come here. Happy Christmas, everyone. And keep it lit. Don't <laughs> drop the chin. Nobby Kjell Keep it lit. Oh my God, guys, the pressure, I have to say to you. Listen, I'm going to ask you to follow me on Facebook or Twitter and this afternoon I'm going to be uploading a load of stuff after dinner that we just aren't able to get through this morning. I want to say a big hello to Peter O'Shea in Bally Cotton, a book I really want to follow up on. This is the third in his historical series of Murder Most Local. He's already done Historical Murders of North and East Cork. Now he's a brand new book out called Murders of West Cork. I love it. Well done to Gillian O'Leary who has won the book of Gods by the Lee, uh, telling the story of Neptune Stadium. Hi to John in Hertfordshire and thanks to Dee for the map. Uh, We have a fantastic Christmas show lined up for you next week I have to say so do join us for that. Earlier on we were talking about Emma Sophia being part of the Christmas concerts from the Opera House. Well her mother Mary McCaig has a fantastic group as you know called Affinity and they're doing a streamed concert on the 17th of December. Uh, Also a big hello to Tim Callanan who's in transition year in Spirit Naive in Bishopstown. His day book, The Dead Shall March, is now on sale through Amazon and a listener asks, Elmarie, can anyone tell us where we're going to find a book called Georgie and the Dragon? It's sold out online. It has a little girl and a dragon on the cover. Oh my God, guys, will you please find me on Twitter or Facebook if you know where that book is on sale in Cork and let us know. But from me and Connor, (laughs) I know, we're totally, totally, totally out of time. It's crazy, crazy, crazy today. But we do hope you can join us for the Christmas show next Sunday and everything I couldn't fit in this morning. I'm going to share it on my Facebook and Twitter later on after the dinner when we have a chance to catch up. But until next week. Bye. Bye. Cork's 96FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes Cork. Fresh, flowery and full of taste. It's at the root of what we do. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.